Welcome to Kentucky History and Haunts. I'm Jesse Bartholomew, and today I'm taking us back to my hometown of Louisville, Kentucky for another UFO sighting. So this one happened in 1993, which is the year I was born, but I'm hoping that some of my older listeners might remember when this happened. Um, when the Courier Journal and other media got a hold of this story, I think it was kind of a crazy week in Louisville. You know, everybody gets excited when you have a UFO sighting in your own hometown. So on February 27th, 1993, patrol officer Kenny Downs of the Jefferson County Police Department in Louisville, Kentucky, was asked to sit in as a spotter. So a spotter basically is supposed to watch the ground carefully while a pilot flies their helicopter. So a spotter might track fleeing subjects, judge distances, and identify landmarks and possible obstacles. So Officer Kenny Downs was going to be the spotter for the pilot that night, who was Officer Ken Graham, whose usual partner was out sick. So Officer Downs was 39 years old at the time, and he was a five-year veteran on the force, and he jumped at the opportunity to switch up his routine and fly above the streets instead of patrolling them on the ground. Officer Graham, accompanied by Officer Downs, took off around 11 p.m. Graham was also 39 years old at the time, and he'd been on the force 11 years. Two feet of fresh snow covered the ground below, but the skies were really clear that night. They got a call about a possible break-in near Sanford Avenue and Butchel Bank Road, so they headed in that direction. It ended up being a false alarm, but once they got in the area, things got weird. So around 11.50 p.m., Officer Graham noticed something that looked like a bright little fire to his left. At first, they thought it was one of the many bonfires that had been lit in the area. It was, you know, just people out enjoying the fresh, snowy night. But after shining their 1.5 million candle power spotlight on the object, they realized that was not a bonfire. The object they saw slowly shifted back and forth as it was illuminated by their spotlight. Then it floated up to match the elevation of the helicopter. The object darted away at an incredible speed, then reappeared and did two circles around the helicopter. Even more alarming, it then moved to the back of the helicopter where the officers worried that it was going to try to ram them from behind. Three fireballs shot out of the middle of the UFO, but Officer Graham was able to bank the helicopter away from them, and after that, the other craft disappeared for good. The two officers landed back at Staniford Field and immediately made an inquiry to air traffic control about anything unusual coming up on their radar. But there was nothing out of the ordinary to report, and the radio dispatchers said the same. But then they ran into another officer who had seen something in the sky that evening. So then there's a report from the Courier-Journal on Thursday, March 4th, 1993. And it's called UFO Puts on Show, Jefferson Police Officers Describe Close Encounter, and it was written by Gardner Harris. Quote, two Jefferson County Air Unit police officers 
described by their lieutenant as solid guys, swear they had a two-minute dogfight with a UFO during a routine helicopter patrol Friday night. Two officers on the ground said they too spotted the object. The UFO, a glowing pear-shaped object about the size of a basketball, literally flew circles around the helicopter, even though the flyers said they were moving at speeds approaching 100 miles per hour. In one blinding moment, when both craft were hurling toward each other, the UFO shot three baseball-sized fireballs out of its middle, three of the officers said. The fireballs fizzled into nothing. Officers Kenny Graham and Kenny Downs haven't talked much about their Friday night flight over General Electric Appliance Park because they fear few will believe them. But they are convinced they weren't hallucinating. Quote, we both go to church every week, Downs said, as a way of explaining how normal the two normally are. In fact, I might start going to church twice a week, he said. So the third officer, Mike Smith, was on the ground during the incident, and he reported witnessing it from his squad car for about one minute. He did say he saw the object shoot fireballs and then vanish. And then a fourth officer, Joe Smolensky, said he was trying to follow the event in his squad car, which he also was able to watch for roughly one minute. And in the middle of the night, Lieutenant David Pope received a phone call from his startled officers reporting what they'd all seen. And he did stand by his officers and is quoted as saying, these guys are totally solid guys. There's no doubt in my mind there was something out there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another Courier-Journal article came out the next day on March 5th, and this one was called The Only Thing Clear is What UFO Wasn't by Leslie Scanlon. Quote, so you ask, just what was that strange glowing object in the sky that skirmished with Jefferson County Police Helicopter last Friday night? The National Weather Service doesn't have a clue. The air traffic controllers at Stanford Field detected nothing unusual on their radar. The security staff at GE's Appliance Park, over which the apparent encounter took place, saw just the police helicopter. But a UFO investigator, while remaining non-committal about the Louisville case, said the description the police reported of a bright pear-shaped object that shot three baseball-sized fireballs at them shortly before midnight does match reports of UFO sightings from the 1940s and 50s. And this was a man named Bill Pitts, who was the director of the UFO investigative group Project Blue Book. He said, quote, those reports, which have been carefully studied by government investigators, sound an awful lot like the case you just reported to me. And then Walter Andrus, international director of the Mutual UFO Network, said, quote, usually only 10 to 20 percent of the thousands of UFO sightings reported each year are unexplainable. 
He said, most of the time, investigators find that something mundane caused the observance, anything from unusually bright planets to weather balloons to falling fragments of rockets. They also interviewed Bob Myers, a star enthusiast and former president of the defunct Stargazers of Louisville group. He said, I believe that the people saw something, but I don't necessarily believe that they saw some kind of space vehicle driven by some kind of alien being. 99% of the time, there's an explanation. So the CJ article goes on to say, quote, Whatever did happen, a Courier-Journal story yesterday in which four police officers swore they encountered a UFO provoked a spasm of interest. The police got calls from reporters, the TV tabloid show Hard Copy, and about 75 citizens, some of whom said they had seen UFOs too. Although no one can say for sure, people with scientific backgrounds said yesterday that the UFO probably was not a plummeting meteorite. It didn't seem to be moving consistently in one direction, said Alan Johnson, who was a professor of material science at the University of Louisville Speed Scientific School. He said, quote, an incoming meteorite usually streaks across the sky, and this one appeared to be dancing around. It also probably wasn't a lightning ball or fireball. This phenomenon sometimes occurs during intense electrical storms. The last Friday night, the snow stopped falling at 7.48 p.m., the temperatures were in the 20s, the solid cloud cover was beginning to scatter, and Louisville experienced no thunder or lightning. It also probably wasn't a known aircraft. Although many can exceed 100 miles per hour at which the helicopter pilot said he was traveling when the UFO zoomed past him, John Dressman, a professor of mechanical engineering at the Speed School, said he's not familiar with any military or other aircraft that can climb rapidly while moving forward. Dressman has one suspicion about what the pilots may have seen. Reflections created by a heavy blanket of snow and thick cloud cover. He said, quote, I certainly would not question the credibility of the officers. They seem very reliable officers, but there's a certain suspicion in my mind that the atmospheric conditions might have led to a misconstruing of things. So after all the news coverage of this event, a Louisville man named Scott Heacock came forward and said his homemade hot air balloon is what the officers thought was a UFO that night. He told the Courier-Journal, which published an article with these findings on March 6th, that the weather conditions were perfect that evening, so he sent a balloon into the cold February air on the night of the sighting from his home at the Forsythia Apartments on Barley Avenue, which was right near the GE Appliance Park. Heacock went on to say that he actually saw the helicopter encounter his balloon, but he assumed that they knew it was a harmless toy. He also explained that the fireballs the officers reported seeing were either just the candles on the balloon sputtering, or maybe the plastic bag had caught fire and was dripping what looked like fireballs. But Officer Kenny Downs insisted that what he saw was no homemade hot air balloon. He said, quote, there's no way. I don't think six candles and a plastic bag can fly at the speeds we flew. 
So the pandemonium that took over the city of Louisville that week in March of 1993 may have been a little unfounded. It was probably a homemade hot air balloon, but maybe it was aliens. We'll never absolutely know, and I kind of like it that way. For this episode, I used a book called Mysterious Kentucky, Volume 1, The History, Mystery, and Unexplained of the Bluegrass State by Barton M. Nunnally. I'll put the rest of my sources in the show notes. It's mostly just Courier Journal articles. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing something with you next time. y'all as always i wanted to thank you for listening to the episode and if you have had a ufo sighting somewhere in the state of kentucky i would love to hear about it so send me an email to kyhistoryhaunts at gmail.com and while you're at it follow the instagram at kyhistoryhaunts and the facebook page kentucky history and haunts and if you're enjoying the show make sure you subscribe and share and review Uh, As always, I really appreciate your support, and I look forward to sharing something with you next time.